Hello and welcome to another edition of Teaching Restored, where we are your weekly gospel. What is it called again, guys? It's the restore. Well, no, yeah, yeah. What's what's the what's the Sunday school, the Sunday school class, not class, but gospel teacher council, teacher council. That's what hmm. I'm thinking of. This is like a weekly teacher council for people. All right. right? Yeah, that's that's kind of how I look. I mean, if I could remember the name, it would help, but I don't always. <laughs> I like it. That that helps. <laughs> so uh, Julie is on vacation today. She's living it up in the sun, which is wonderful. But I've got Dan and Becca Daly, our good friends. Uh, we are in the same ward and they do stuff that is magical. Now, OK, I'm just going to brag a little bit. Magical. I'm going to say this last Sunday. My uh, Royce, he was in your class and we um, after after every, you know, after every church, we come home and and we talk about, hey, how was church? Great. You know, da, 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 da. how was Sunday? We, so we asked Royce, how was Sunday school? And he goes, oh, my goodness, it was the best, probably the best ever. And he just went off on how great it was. And that's how I feel you two are just people, period just like that, but also how you both teach. It's incredible. So I wanted to bring you on and learn a bit, a little bit about how you teach and what you do and specifically about specific class that we're going to talk about. But first, if you would introduce yourselves to everyone. You go first. All right. I'm Dan. And uh, as Kevin said earlier, oh, let's see. Beck and I have been married for 22 years, mm -hmm. and uh, we have five kids, all of which were out of diapers and life was cruising along, and then we had a, a two-year-old. Uh, well, we have a two-year-old now. It wasn't two when he Suddenly came out. Suddenly two. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's see. We have done a whole bunch of different things. Um, career-wise, it seems like I just get bored and do a new career every five or eight years. And uh, currently, we decided to switch from critical care nursing to owning a camper van company during COVID. And so we've kind of built that company over the last little while, last four years. Um, that's great. I, that's not me, though. That's what I do. But I love outdoors things. That's more of me. That's who you are. Eventually, outdoorsy. Yeah. Eventually I'll get to do them again. <laughs> yeah. What kind of outdoors mm -hmm. things do you love? Uh, trail most? running. Yeah. Being out in the woods, rock climbing, mountain biking. Your typical, like, just being out there stuff in yeah. the quiet. Quiet. Is that is that a like a key key element of it all? <laughs> yeah it's definitely not something we get a lot no no what about you becca um i have um uh, a pretty busy schedule i'm i'm my shoulders are still sore from driver's ed training with our 15 year old our 18 year old has his birthday today our 21 year old and his wife moved back in with us i have a two-year-old and an 11 year old and yeah everybody's lives are really full and busy so when i'm not working with that situation i am in school getting my bachelor's degree in marriage and family studies so <laughs> Something simple. 
So, you yeah. know, not Something much easy. going on really. <laughs> just, just hanging out most days. Yeah. Because pretty much you can clep the whole thing. I mean, you, you've done it already, so you don't even need to take the classes anymore, right? False. That is, <laughs> I mean, it's survive. It, it, it's keeping us alive, those classes. Yeah. It's actually been amazing, honestly. Um, of course, I was just born an excellent communicator. <laughs> but, pretty much. you know, uh, I would say Becky's classes over the last years of her doing this has been unbelievable for our family and really? putting her and I on the same page. It's been yeah. amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah. So good. Very blessed. Very blessed. And every semester when I don't want to get back into it, cause I have a hundred other things I could be doing. The spirit just kicks me in the butt and says, you need to go back. PS the deadlines tomorrow. So you may want to do that like right now. And it usually is spot on. Like, I don't know when the deadlines are normally. I just wait till the spirit kicks me because I don't want to do it every semester. So <laughs> God must just... really want you to make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I know that's true. Yeah. Most things in my life, that's how that works. In fact, that's probably how this is going to roll tonight. We're just going to explain it that same way with Thursday night class, with every spiritual decision we make. It feels pretty similar. Okay, well let's let's talk, let's jump into this Thursday night class because this is something that I have not seen any or really very many other wards do. This is this is not in the handbook. This is not uh, something that is common. So why don't you explain this Thursday night class that? you guys lead and how it came about and why we have it. Okay. Well, I think, um, we were teaching missionary discussions. We weren't teaching missionary discussions. The missionaries were teaching discussions in our house and we had several people coming and the times were like overlapping. Um, and so it got kind of crazy with keeping our house, um, you know, our house. <laughs> so we just decided on one night, but also the spirit was like, so at the time I was the primary president and I'm like, Hey, we have a primary room up at the church that I have the keys to the building. Let's just go meet there and see how that goes. And so Dan just Dan agreed to teach the classes because he's an amazing teacher. And um, it was just our way of getting as many people as we could into one place. And the spirit wouldn't leave it alone. Oh, and we ran it by the bishop. We didn't just start having these <laughs> get togethers at the church. It, just, was, it was pretty just full easy. Disclosure there. It was I mean, pretty we, easy at the time. My brother was the bishop at the time. So yeah. he was kind of like, cool. I, for me, it was a little different. I think even before that, when we started to do it was the missionaries we had in the ward at the time, I think it was like five years ago now or something like that. It's been quite a while. I don't remember. They had baptized a bunch of people and it was oh four years ago because it was just like during COVID or a little bit pre-COVID and um there was nobody doing new member discussions. And so mm -hmm. we were kind of like 
having the people over to our house and a couple of them who we love very much would hang out until 10 p.m. <laughs> and we're like, we love you and we want to do this, but also I need to go to sleep. And like uh, our son, Vince, I would also sometimes like to spend my birthday alone. Um, <laughs> so, um, part of it was, part of it was that a, honestly, truthfully, I'm always blunt about stuff and very transparent. Like it was also a little bit of like a, Hey, this is awesome. The spirit is so good when we would have the, the discussions and talking and continuing educated for new members. Um, and it honestly was a spiritual prompting of like, I think. I may have been the assistant ward mission leader or a ward missionary at the time. And so that we felt spiritually prompted to go, Hey, this is what we can do to help the new members. And I think that's kind of where it started. And then it spiraled like quite a bit, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, we're, we're normal people with busy schedules and there was nothing special about us in this way. It and was just, <laughs> we were just like, we kind of want our house back, but then, but then the Lord, you know, is like, I get that you guys aren't thinking in the big picture, but let me help you with that. Right. So this was the beginnings of it. Like the genesis of it was us just being kind of selfish, but then it turned into something that taught us both so many things that we really need. So we're just regular people, like you said at the beginning, you know? So I, I don't know that, it's selfish to want to go to bed at some point at night rather than having a whole bunch of people party at your house every Thursday night. I, it's okay to do that, I think. I could be wrong. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I'm just saying that like, it's this isn't something that's that's extra special. It's just, it just ended up happening because of all the cards, you know, lining up. It wasn't. So, yeah. So it's really homegrown. It was, okay, we're going to do this. And, then, and it kind of morphed into something else. But it wasn't like at first you went, you didn't go to the bishop and say, hey, bishop, we want to do another class. We want to, you know, we want to be the teachers of this. And it, it was more out of the missionary effort trying to help those who are going to be baptized and those who are newly baptized. And it grew and grew and it couldn't fit in your house anymore. And you... I Am I somewhat so. right in there? Initially, it was mostly. Initially, it was mostly new member discussions, but also we okay. just enjoyed. I think at the time, Carson, our oldest son, who's twenty-one, was prepping for his mission. So we were like, "Hey, let's get." The missionaries at the time were amazing, and we were just like, "The more time that he can spend around them, the better." Mm -hmm. And um, it kind of morphed out of that, and then a bunch of people got baptized in a pretty short period of time—a couple months. Mm -hmm. And um, we were like, wow, this is how we can help is we can do new member discussions and continue the education where the missionaries left off because um, it's, you know, it's stuff we already know, right? We're not yeah. doing anything revolutionary. We're just going, talking about the gospel principles and answering questions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what does it look like today? Hmm. Becky runs it. I hide at home. <laughs> Truth, truthfully, truthfully no. it went through a period where, um, so I got called into a calling that required a lot more time. And um, 
So I kind of stopped going to the class, honestly, for a long time. And mm-hmm. I go occasionally now, but Becky mostly runs it and picks up three or four people on her way to the class on Thursday nights. That's what it looks like now. I think that the interesting thing about the class really, though, is the, the weird thing that I think applies to the teaching and the stuff that you guys are doing with this podcast is that the teaching environment on a Thursday night is like wild west. It is not controlled. It is not Sunday school. It's like you might have somebody that has been to a Protestant church or Catholic church and is got talked into coming there with their friends because they want to play basketball on Thursday night and they're 16. And in the same room, you might have someone who's 50 investigating the gospel of Jesus Christ at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And then you may have someone who is... Um, you know, dealing with a lot of emotional trauma in their history. And you, so you have like a 16 year old teenager, a uh, 25 year old college student and a 50 year old divorced person or widow. Mm-hmm. And then you've got missionaries. And then also you have new members in that room. And then you also have a member of the church who's been a member of the church for 900 years <laughs> and knows the answer to everything and wants to talk about deep doctrine instead of (laughs) of the gospel. And so it is like the nature of that class is amazing and crazy. And I think that that is kind of the coolness about it of, of that environment. So who comes to these then? I mean, I mean, you, you just laid out kind of, kind of a characteristics of different people who come, but is it anyone that can come? Is it, they, they just jump in and say, hey, it sounds like I want to be there. I mean, whether they're a member of the church or not a member of the church or a member of the ward or the stake or whatever, they, they can just come whenever they want to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's no limits on it, right? It's not about, you know, you're a new member, or you're an old member. Um, the whole thing is, and after I say this, kind of the follow-up, the whole point is, feeling the spirit of Jesus Christ or the Holy ghost in that room and Mm -hmm. feeling Jesus Christ and heavenly father's love. And that is the one universal that no matter what our current trial is, that different people show up on Thursday night because they're seeking someone. And that is Jesus Christ and the peace that he brings. And what's interesting about that is we have seen over now four or five years of doing it different people, right? You've got people that are investigating, which is cool. And then you have new members, which is cool. And that's why it was started. But then you have people that are members of the ward and a couple of surrounding wards that will occasionally come. And they'll usually come for like a while. They'll come in for a few months, they'll get what they need, and then they don't come for a while. And they may not go a year without coming again. And you constantly see like the spiritual uplifting that comes from that. So tell me before we get into more of kind of the, how things are taught in there and, and uh, the logistics of that, tell me you started going, Dan, you started going into the outcomes of it a little bit. How is this class different in, in the spirit in, in the feeling that is there from maybe the typical 
and I don't want to say, you know, one particular word Sunday school class, but maybe just the typical Sunday school class where you come in as adults, you listen and and you participate in this class. How is your Thursday class different than this? Well, what are your thoughts on that, Beck? Um, I, I, I think it's just another invitation to recognize the Holy Ghost. So I don't know if it's going to be different for someone in their in their worship. I mean, it's not taking the sacrament, obviously. So that's sure. set apart as a sacred experience on its own. But I think that there's a more organic experience because people are dressed down. They're not coming into an official meeting. It just kind of feels, well, I had a couple of people at different times comment that it felt like an AA meeting. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. So, this class, that is, you saying that is, that's so real. It's like a spiritual AA meeting. Okay. And so <laughs> people kind of feel free, you know, I, people mock once in a while and be like, hi, my name's, you know, Roy, <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. Right. But people actually do come in and talk about some of their more personal struggles because they're not used to the um, etiquette that we have on Sundays in classroom settings with bigger classes. Mm -hmm. Things get a little bit more intimate in that way. Not that people divulge their sins necessarily, but it's kind of like, hey, I quit smoking. It's been 10 days and we all just celebrate that person, you know, because That's they're great. on their way to baptism or they're, you know, in some kind of remission from something. And it's, it's really special. Yeah, actually. So it sounds, it sounds more real and raw than just, Hey, we're going to teach it. So let me ask this. So what kind of curriculum do you have? Do you follow any curriculum? Do you, okay. There's you're shaking your heads. No. So, <laughs> so tell so us about that. So how this actually started, um, when we first started the class, I would come in and I would teach slash lead the discussion. And the prep was usually like this. I had got done working a 12 hour day, starting our new business. And it's 6.30 at night. And I'm on my way home praying and asking Heavenly Father what we should talk about tonight. The class starts at seven. And so it really truly is from that. So two things about that is obviously the prep is there because we've been doing it our whole lives. So it is like a, Am I doing the primary things? Did I read the scriptures? Did I study? Did mm -hmm. I pray? And what I honestly found is this, the, during the time period, the maybe two years that I was leading the discussion most of the time, um, I found myself closer to the spirit because because I wanted to be, oh my gosh. because I wanted to be prepared to deal with this rodeo that this class is a little bit because <laughs> the whole goal was talking about gospel principles. And so of course you get, you know, the member who's been a member a long time that wants to discuss deep doctrine, but then you've got the new investigator that's like, what is happening right now? And like those two things don't mesh well. So for me, the challenge, but also the joy of it was um, 
figuring out how to gently remind someone that we're focusing on the gospel principles and bringing it back in and reining it in and going, hey, you know what? That might be a better discussion for afterward or for a different time, but yet also not stifling someone who is new to sharing. Like I remember multiple times, um, I don't think she'll mind if I use her name, Ange, one of the the young women who was investigating, mm-hmm. when she would come into that, the first time I met her in that class, did not see her eyes. Maybe the first month that she came, she would wear a hat pulled down like this and she would sit like this closed up. Mm. And I remember the first time she came in without a hat on and I was like, what just happened? Like it was this huge shift. And I think it was probably like six weeks in or something like that a while, but it's an, it's a, it's a little bit of a scary game to walk that line because you don't know what's going to come out. Okay. Pause, <laughs> pause. Because the day she opened up, Dan said, Ange, and she like looks up from under her hat and he goes, why are you here? Mm. And she bore the most beautiful testimony. We were, we were, <laughs> and she, she was given permission all of a sudden to just, say everything that was on her heart and the spirit was just it just blew us all away like all of us we all are taught in these classes by by these people who are brought here by god with their story so that's what's beautiful about it is like none of us have this collective testimony it's all very unique to each individual and so we all are edified and brought to this more spiritual place. Like we have been taught by everybody that comes to this class. It's amazing, truly. Wow. So this is so very different than traditional teaching the gospel. Because if you think about traditional teaching the gospel, there's a curriculum. I'm going to go study that. I'm going to go teach it. Here you go. That's what we're going to learn today. Here are the scriptures. Boom. There you go. And then we part. And this seems much more real and raw. You're talking about almost, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost seems like you're talking about um, real life things. I mean, if you're talking about like AA, <laughs> not, not, not real, not, not completely, but at the same time, these they're bringing up real life situations and I'm struggling with this. And then you're tying it to gospel principles. Like you said, Dan, you never know what's going to happen. How do you, how do you manage that when, um, I guess mentally, are you used to, because I think that would terrify some people, honestly, I think that would to go in and not have a clue of what was going to come out of this and, but just start off with something and kind of let it go where it goes. Are you used to that kind of teaching now? Or were you before that even? Or are you now at all? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Like I was a decent teacher when I was young on my mission and stuff, but it was very, I mean, it was very rigid teaching, right? When we were missionaries 23 years ago, you memorized discussions and then you tried to follow those as much as possible. But when you mastered that, you then started allowing it to flow more. 
And I think at first, even coming into this class, I was a little more like that, but I was kind of, it was a a space that was okay to let it happen because it wasn't in Sunday school. Mm-hmm. And I think what we ended up finding and, and that maybe why Royce was saying that he liked that Sunday school class was this class taught me and I've tried to carry it, carry it into every assignment I've had since then where I'm responsible for teaching is I'm going to move over so you can see both hands. I'm air quoting teaching who's teaching who. Mm. And there is no kid, even in my 16-year-old Sunday school class, that doesn't have information or revelation that they've probably received that maybe I don't know. And when I switched my thought process to believe that, I've learned so much from those youth and so much from the people in that class. And what I learned was also that when those kids or whoever it is gets to share or gets like Becky was pointing out, gets called out a little bit. Like I remember that now I didn't think about that story with Ange, but I forgot I would be in that class, not abrasive, but edging toward abrasive to draw people out a little bit <laughs> and go, what do you even think about this? And you they'd respond. Commented. They would respond gladly. And I'm like, he's coming off a little, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like he's going to offend somebody. I just know. And they're going to get up and they're going to walk out, but they actually accept the challenge because I don't think he doesn't go right into it. He leads up to it. He'll bear his own testimony of some struggle that he's been dealing with and get like the spirit of love in there so that when he does call you out and kind of like this, Hey, what's your story kind of thing. Um, they feel his love by that point. And and, and then the second piece of that too, that is so important, at least to me, and is, and it, it stems from believing that I'm not the smartest person in the room mm. and that anyone in that room I could learn from, and there's no way I'm going to learn from them if they're not talking. That's great. Of course. Wow. So. So when you when you're doing this class, uh, Becca, you're you're Dan, you're not doing it as much right now, correct? Yeah, Becky's been doing it. This um, company's been an absolute gem. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? If I went back, I would probably feel the spirit more and then the company would go better. So maybe I'll start going back more again. (laughs) All right. So, Becca, you're doing this right now. You're you're in the class who's teaching it? Are you teaching it every time? I would say I'm, I'm leading the discussion. Um, uh, and so I kind of, from Thursday to Thursday, I, I wait for the spirit to give me the phrase or the scripture verse or something. And it usually comes to me by Thursday morning. And then I just compile a little bit of notes, grab some scriptures to reference and hopefully have a a personal experience from that week to share. But it's all very, you know, it's, it's sometimes we get in there and I have that planned and none of it is discussed. And it completely goes a different direction and it's a whole hour. So um, sometimes it feels a little bit awkward and there's 
long pauses, but I, I'm okay with that. And I usually tell people, I say, I'm okay with the awkward pauses and I'll just sit there and wait. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think it, it has a good outcome in that people oftentimes need a moment to get that spirit to come because you're midweek, you maybe haven't done a lot of spiritual, um, you know, feasting since Sunday. And so it takes us a minute, all of us, including us leading the discussion to kind of go, okay, where's my head at? You know, did I do enough, uh, you know, connecting with Jesus this week? And then on, on Thursday night, I'll know, I'll know whether or not I did because I'm feeling it or I'm kind of like, where's this going? So I've learned over these past couple years that if I, if I want to feel it, then I have to put in the work. I have to put in the spiritual work for myself. And then whoever else comes along for the ride on a Thursday night. Awesome. You know, so right. it's, it's definitely, um, I don't know. So in, as far as leading the discussion, I would say yes, but that's a really loose yes. It's more like the missionaries are there. In fact, sometimes we have five or six missionaries there because we have a, a lot of missionaries in our ward and they're always, you know, exchanging hands. And then there's, um, there's awesome opportunities with missionaries because they do exchanges. And so we'll have a new missionary in there who brings this brand new energy and has all these awesome things to say. Um, love, love that the missionaries are there. I would recommend this to everyone who wants to start up a class. I mean, it's just incredible to have that much power in the room from elders and sisters. Mm -hmm. it, it's phenomenal. So good. Now, I, these questions I'm asking you, I'm asking you as if I've never been to these classes, but I have been to a few and, um, and Dan was uh, so generous to be released and made me take his position that that. <laughs> so thank you, Dan, by the way. Come up. <laughs> Greatest day of my life. <laughs> no, so so I haven't been for a long time, except I went this last week. I went this last week because I thought, OK, I need to see what it's like again, because I had been a few times before and it was amazing then. I mean, the the raw the raw feelings that are coming out and the testifying and the spirit that was there was unlike any class I have ever been to. I mean, it was phenomenal every time. And so we, I went this last time and it was just as great. I mean, it was, it was people sharing things. I'm like, wow, that's didn't okay. expect someone to say that. And, and I, I just want to point this out real quick. This was, this was so funny not funny just not normal and what partly what makes it so cool and maybe you're thinking the same thing one of the missionary asks asks something about how do you feel peace through the spirit or something like that and one of the brothers in the ward who was there he stood up with the hymnal and said this is how i, I this this song is how i feel peace and someone said are you going to read it and they just and he just sang right there stood up and sang the whole hymn. <laughs> you don't find that in Sunday school. You don't find that. 
I mean, even with your kids, when we teach our kids, it's not like, hey, how do you feel about that? Hold on, let me get the hymnal and I'll sing to you my answer. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but it happened in that class and it was so random, but yeah. it was so cool at the same time. It was so good. It was so good. Like, and as soon as he finished, it was like the spirit was so present that it was it was a moment where you had to say do you feel that you know because this is what we're trying to teach this is what we're trying to get people to feel so that they can know who's teaching yes these discussions like who is actually the teacher because it's not me it's not him you know it's it's, it's the most powerful thing that we can be doing in the church is bringing the spirit. And the spirit is there. It's, but again, it's unlike a typical teaching environment. And that's one thing I wanted to really point out with this whole discussion. This isn't normal. This isn't, again, from the handbook. This isn't the traditional way that we, you know, a traditional class taught in the traditional way with the traditional uh, organization, it is a bit different and it's beautiful and it's, and it's good to even jump out of what everyone thinks is normal. And this is how you do it into trying new things, trying a class like this, a Thursday night, bringing whoever is interested, who wants to have a gospel discussion, let's do that. And in your case, it's those who are new members or those who are investigating the church. Great. Let's bring them all together. And it's real and raw and beautiful. I, don't I know, would go ahead. Well, I'm I'm just thinking like as far as a caution to um, to the Thursday night class, um, there was some hesitation, I think, toward the beginning that people would use it as as an in place of Sunday, you know, mm -hmm. like well, I go to the Thursday night and I feel super spiritual after that. So I don't need to go to church on Sunday, which we've always been promoting. Go take the sacrament. That's the most important thing. In fact, some of our discussions are based on the purpose of this, the sacrament and how we renew our covenants and those kinds of things. Sure. So um, and then another thing is. I'm not. Um. I'm not a spiritual guru. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not that uh, you would mistake me for I one. I disagree. I'm saying, but like, I'm not trying to be like, listen, here's the gospel according to me. And I think right. that that actually is a weakness that humans have because after some classes, it's easy to, um, you know, let that spirit equal. I'm a good teacher. Or I'm mm. amazing because I did anything or said anything that was extra powerful. And um, if you don't mind, I would like to share something that one of my professors um, shared with our class. And it was about speaking. It was about giving a talk, actually, in church. Um, but I would like to relate it to teaching, if that's okay. As long as you sing it, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you don't want that. People will turn this off immediately. All right. All right. All right. Uh, so when checking your desires or motives for preparing the talk or lesson discussion, you might ask yourself some of the following questions. 
Is your preparation driven by fear of looking incompetent? Are you hoping to be seen as a good speaker or teacher or discussion leader, right? Will the success of your talk or lesson be determined by the number of positive comments you received afterwards? If you answered yes to any of the questions above, then perhaps there is too much focus on self in your motives and not enough focus on God and others' needs. Compare those questions with the following three questions. Have you prayed to know what message the Lord would have you deliver? Are you thinking about the individual needs and struggles of the saints in your ward or branch? How concerned are you about having the spirit with you in both your preparation and delivery? Mm-hmm. And I like to go through that every once in a while because um, I'm human, you know? And sometimes when I leave a lesson and I, th- I sit in my car and I think, well, that one was terrible, you know, because it didn't meet some expectation I had or I didn't get someone to bear their testimony or it didn't seem to change someone's heart the way I was hoping it would or, you know, the results that I want. Um, I have to ask myself, is this about me? No, it's not about me. It's never been about me. So the Lord is working, even if I can't see it. And I need to be okay with that. And I need to be patient and I need to trust in God. That's a great reminder. And I think that a lot of us, I mean, the, the human part of us want to, wants to, you know, feel good about what we've taught, right? Mm-hmm. And feel great about, hey, you know, I, I taught a great lesson. And it, that's, that's the wrong focus, like you said. It isn't that. And do you find that it's in this class? And and I I think I, I have my opinion on what I think might be the answer to this. But do you think that in this Thursday night class that it's easier to let go of that ego, maybe? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it just depends. It depends because ego shows up for me in different ways. Like I will get irritated that... Um, that I was asked at the last second to pick up four people when I gave the offer like three days ago. And I'm just like, really? Like, I don't have time. I don't have gas. I don't have whatever. And um, that also manifests as ego because it's like, did God prepare this class for you? Are you just going to go sit there by yourself or are you going to go get the people that need to be taught? (laughs) And it's like, good point. I think that the Lord will provide, (laughs) you know, like it's, it, there's many, you're going to go pick them up. The ego has a lot of grip on me. And so each week I swear I'm being taught something because my attitude is just like through the roof. But Afterwards, I'm filled with love. So I know it's working on me. You know? That's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to say that I, I and I, I don't think that there is a, a, a minivan that has had more people in it than yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll say that. I've even had, um, your kids in my trunk before <laughs> driving somewhere and vice versa yeah <laughs> exactly 
awesome. Locked up with duct tape and rope and yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you keep them? Because oh <laughs> they're yours, Dan. They're yours. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> he doesn't want to be responsible for kids. Yeah. Not even his own. Oh, no. They're all great. Yeah. All right. So to wrap it up, what have you learned about teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ that helps you be be a great teacher whether you think you're great a great teacher or not i'm just going to put that out you two are fabulous teachers of the gospel what is what what's something that has really helped you become a better let's say a better teacher that way you can answer it, a better teacher of the gospel trusting the holy ghost trusting the holy ghost um i am the worst at the traditional preparing, right? I read Come Follow Me as best I can during the week. I know I can do better. Um, I'll pull out the things that are valuable to me, but then getting in the classroom with, like for me, I, I know we're talking about the Thursday night class. For me, it's Sunday with the youth now. Um, but really, truly trusting that the Holy Ghost is going to guide the conversation, the place it needs to go, and then inviting the people in that room to be part of that. It, it's funny, like you just get promptings that don't seem to make any sense, but someone in the room will attach to it, and it takes... It's scary at first because you're not sure what's going to happen, what's going to come out of someone's room. We've all been in a Sunday school class where there is a wild left field comment, right? We can all probably think of that person <laughs> at church. We know the person that's going to make that comment. Yes. And it's awesome. And like, I, in fact, I know, like, I know I'm not teaching right now, but like, I would, anybody who's watching this for me personally, I would challenge you to, if you are like the traditional, I, you know, like we make fun of it all the time with church culture. Like if I'm the Relief Society teacher that has the doily and those, right. you know, the piece and, <laughs> and all this stuff, right? Um, if you're that person, I dare you to read Come Follow Me, not prepare your lesson and go into the week a little, a feeling a little underprepared and then just ask questions that draw people out. And I promise you, if you like, if you do that and you listen to the spirit, you'll have the most enjoyable class you've ever had because it's no longer on you. You're not expected to know everything. Um, in fact, you asked that like, or you were commenting on that earlier, maybe it was something that I was just thinking about as you guys were talking is um, there's no possible way we can know everything no one in the classroom expects us to know everything. So why are we trying to pretend to ourselves that we know everything? Draw people out, get them talking about the gospel principles and, and things you're talking about. Man, that is a win every time. I, okay. Example of what he's talking about. You opened us up here tonight talking about Royce and about how wonderful he thought the class was that we team taught on Sunday, okay? 
So we sit down. He, his, his partner didn't show up, so he asked if I would come sit in on the class. So I'm not a regular teacher in there. Um, but he, I, I expected when I sat down in the class to open up to the come follow me on my phone and that we would go ahead and just follow the lesson like what probably most teachers are doing. And Dan said, what did you guys love about testimony meeting today? What was something that stuck out to you? And he let everybody take a turn and answer, but there was one testimony that really just kind of stood out to all these youth, right? And so he said, okay, let's talk about why. Let's talk about this testimony. What about it resonates with you? And the whole class we was, was a complete exactly what he's challenging everybody else to do. He's not challenging anybody to do what he himself does not do. He led by the spirit the entire time. And it was beautiful because you, you sometimes just need to let go of what you think you need to say and teach and let the Lord teach because he knows what everybody you're talking, what everyone is experiencing in that classroom. And so it makes sense that he would have us go off the book and have us, you know, come follow me for families is definitely essential. But in the classroom, the Holy Ghost is teaching. So let go of what you think you need to say and say what the spirit prompts you to say. And I feel like that that's the purpose. And also the prophet has invited us to gather Israel in unity and love. And when we truly genuinely love the people we're we will be led to know what to say. And we're all just experiencing this journey. Like I, it isn't, the work is never done. Each week we need something new to learn from the Lord because we are never done being polished from the inside. Thank you. That's wonderful. I love what you have learned, both of you, in doing this and in just teaching overall. And the those words of wisdom of how to teach maybe and try something new. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Any any last words of wisdom that you're that you're thinking of that you want to add? We've talked a lot about like the spiritual, you know leading a discussion like that in your class. But also I know a lot of your guys, you and Julie's other episodes are about like asking good questions and teaching techniques. It does help if you go in with uh, good questions going into a class like this, um, slightly underprepared and it, it's fun drawing people out. But yeah. Pick up those those questions are huge, I think. And I know you guys, you and Julie talk about those a lot, which is yeah. amazing. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time on your son's birthday and allowing <laughs> him to be alone, maybe, but to join us and do this. Thank you. Thanks for sharing what you've learned and your love. Um, this has been really great. I've loved this. And thank you. And if you 
for those for those of you who are listening, if you would please share, um, share and hit the subscribe button and do all that. Leave a comment, whatever it is. We want more people to be able to feel this kind of love and learn these kind of things, so that we can when we go teach when it's whether it's a class or parent to child or as a missionary we can be more prepared to bring in like you two said bring in the spirit and let the spirit teach so again thank you very much uh dan and becca and thanks everyone for joining take care thank you